The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the more you know sports podcast. Today is October 5th, 2022. The uh, regular season is officially over, which means today begins Red October. Yeah, by the way, did you know the Phillies also call it Red October? Yeah. We're not, yeah, the Phillies can fuck off. With a PH, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think it's funny that they're going to actually see what actual Red October looks like this week. Right, right. Yeah, the the brackets are set. Um, And, hey, here's the cool thing for those of you who do listen to us, which, by the way, thank you very much. We greatly appreciate y'all. We're going to kind of be with you every day for at least the next four days. Then we'll... Then we'll go from there. I mean, maybe we win it in two and then we'll, we'll talk to you again. But we're going to do the best we can to almost do a daily show uh, as long as the Cardinals are playing in the playoffs. And then uh, after they win the World Series, we'll probably take a little vacation. Yeah, after each postseason game. So we could have two for you or we could have um, 13 would be the lowest amount possible to win a World Series. That'd be impressive. They went 13 well, we- and 0. We do have we do have a guest tomorrow night, at least one, maybe two, um, which would be cool to be able like tonight. This one, uh, Caleb and I kind of decided we wanted to go ahead and focus on the Cardinals and the Phillies tonight. Uh, not look at everything else. There's a lot to talk about outside of outside of just the Cardinals that we are you and I. I speak for both of us, not the mouse in my pocket, but we are incredibly excited about because I mean Friday's going to be fucking unbelievable. But but. But we want to just focus tonight on the Cardinals and the Phillies. And then tomorrow, we've got a couple guests, and we'll go around the entire playoff bracket, correct? And that kind of how we want to tailor that. And then from yeah. then on, it'll be mostly mostly Cardinal baseball. Yeah, a lot of fun matchups around the league. Yes. Um, I honestly think if you look at the the eight teams that will be playing, you almost couldn't have matched each team up better. The only thing that would have made the matches better would be Phillies and Mets, because I think that yes. would have been awesome. And in City Field, but um, other than that, I mean, the American League matchups are probably exactly what you would want: Toronto and Seattle, and Cleveland and um, the Rays. Which Cleveland's like a a little bit of a richer, better version of the Rays, I think, this year. So those matchups kind of lined up perfectly, I think. But yeah, um, this this matchup, I'm not gonna lie, I was rooting hard for the Cardinals to play the Padres, like hard, yeah, because Same, I, I said that a couple match, weeks ago. That matchup's very advantageous to the Cardinals, I think. Um, Philly, the Padres, oh, for the last six games in Bush Stadium, they got swept the last two series that they played here. Here's the thing that can kind of save it for us that we can be happy that we're playing the Phillies. Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler are really tough. So that's the top end. The Phillies could beat you in two games because they're so good. If you take one of those games, they don't have the third guy that the Padres have, you know? So if you were to say they lined it up to where it was Musgrove, Darvish, and you take one of those games, well, then you still got to face Blake. <coughs> right, 100%. And Darvish, then you got to face Musgrove still. Here it's – I feel if, if we're going into a game three on Sunday and it's Ranger Suarez facing us, I feel pretty good about that matchup. Same. Those left-handed, I mean, you, that's a pretty good matchup for us. And the biggest the biggest thing that I could think could be a difference here is the bullpen and the defense. That's a heavy advantage for the Cardinals. So the thing that the Cardinals need to do, I think – to, to be able to put themselves in position to take care of this series. Because I think the Cardinals are without a doubt a better team than the Phillies. I don't think that's even a question. But I think in a short series, obviously, anything can happen. 
they've got to be able to get Nola and Wheeler out of the games early, whether that's because you hit him around a little bit or that's because you just had good at bats and made his pitch count skyrocket. They cannot have a situation where Zach Wheeler slash Aaron Nola are 60 pitches through six innings and right. you've got to beat them. You have to get into the bullpen and expose their two weaknesses, which are their bullpen, and you got to put balls in play and put pressure on their defense. They're un- they're inexperienced. You look around their lineup, not many guys have been in the postseason. It's Harper, it's Schwarber. Um, we saw it Sosa, I think if he's playing shortstop, we saw how good his defense is in the playoffs. Not good. Last year, it was not good. And then you got a bunch of rookies. You got Alec Bohm, who we've seen crack under pressure at third base. Their outfield defense is by far the worst in the Bryson started second. Yeah. G Segura might be playing there. And yeah, honestly, right. we don't know. Stop, shockingly, first playoff appearance for him. Um, Gene Segura, yeah. kudos to him because he's played a long time. That's sad he had never experienced it before. Um, but they've one got thing to that I think is awesome is the last time we saw the Phillies in the playoffs, we were supposed to get swept by Halliday, Lee, Oswald, Hamels, um, Madsen, Ryan Howard, Chase. And unfortunately, the last time we saw them, Ryan Howard was – Limping, limping off the field, never truly to be the same again. Sucks for the St. Louis native. It's been 11 years since we saw them. Uh, and then we had to go, obviously, play Milwaukee. And then you get to the World Series to where you face the Rangers coming off the World Series the year before. This is the gauntlet for the Cardinals. And, you know, you can say, oh, I wish we would have played the Padres. And I agree with you. Like, it would have been, it would have been an, I think, a good matchup. But you're going to have to beat great teams. And for us to win that, to win that title, you know, to, to 20 – 12 and 22, you got to go through the Phillies, who honestly, that lineup is dangerous. There's no doubt about it. And uh, of all the matchups that we could have had, uh, discounting the Mets because you weren't going to see them, their one-two pitchers are, are, to me, the most dangerous, in Wheeler and Nola. Then you're going to have to go play Atlanta, who, in my opinion, and I've been saying this all year, I think is the best team in baseball. I know the Dodgers have the record. I think the Atlanta's lineup is unbelievable, and they have the pitchers who can come at you, especially if Quadzilla is ready to go. I mean, they then have you're the probably going to have to either baseball. then you're going to have to either go play the Mets or the Dodgers or the Padres. My guess is it's going to be the Dodgers. Be now you're staring down. You know, I mean, you're you're going to be this team is going to have to play their best baseball for the next three weeks to get out of the National League, and then you go through that just to see Houston waiting for you, probably. So or the Yankees. Um, not uh, Houston waiting. I would bet my all I my mean, money that Houston makes it. And maybe they don't, but they're, just, they're so much better than everyone else in the American League, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, you can't cheat your way to a World Series. You cannot fake it unless you're Houston. I guess you can't cheat your way to a World Series. But today, well, Jeff, pa- Jeff Passon says it didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know. What well, he said means. there were no buzzers. There was no proof. No, that. but they didn't win the World Series right. that year. Right, that's true. Um, um, one I thing, one thing that does look, and, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more here in a minute because we have to. But the one thing, if you're looking at something that concerns you, it's not to me. It's not the Phillies' offense. I know it. I know it. You've got Schwarbs. I know you've got who's been their best hitter over the last two weeks by far. After that, after that's just a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys in the six, seven hundred OPSs um, outside of their catcher. You know what well, I mean? No, I mean, Real Muto Hoskins has had a good year, 30 bombs. I'm talking about their last two weeks. I'm not talking about the full season. Uh, I'm talking well, about coming, yeah. coming in. But the, well, the one one stat that is a little concerning is um, Goldie and Arenado are 16 for 72 career versus Wheeler and Nola, 222 average. Uh, it And you and I talked about this, and, I, and I, I think I tweeted this. Look, we can be concerned if it's Paul DeYoung that's on the roster or Corey Dickerson starting in left field 
or why is was Dakota Hudson pitching and what you can fill in the blanks of the people who are pissed at everybody on Twitter. That's fine. But it comes down to this. If the Cardinals are going to make a run in October, it solely rests on the shoulders of Nolan and Goldie. Your two MVP candidates have to be MVP candidates in October. That's all there is to it. Yep. And if they are, I think this team can go all the way to the World Series. If they aren't, it's going to be a quick exit. That's all there, in my opinion, that's all there is to it. And that's not to say that there can't be a game where where they get one hit between the both of them and you scratch together three runs and win a game three to one. That can Agreed. happen in the postseason. Agreed. But throughout the entirety of the postseason, one of them definitely has to be hot, basically the whole time. But yeah. both of them have to be productive. And here's the thing to me that's getting me excited about the potential of this offense in the postseason. The three guys that impressed me by far the most in this Pirates series, which take it with a grain of salt, obviously it's the Pirates, but confidence travels no matter who you're playing. If you're five for your last 10, you don't care who it was against. You just feel like you're five for your last 10. Correct. Um, Lars Newbar, Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, by far looked the best out of anybody I saw this weekend. Tommy, first game, he had a little bit of neck stiffness, so he wasn't playing. Came in the game, <coughs> three hits, smoked a double, made an, an incredible play. That guy needed some rest, I would say. Lars Newbar looks great. He still had an extra base hits just about every game he starts, it seems like, and walks a ton. Um, and Brendan Donovan just continues to be who he's been all year. If those three guys are getting on and Nolan and Goldie are can do what they were doing, that was a recipe for success. It was those three guys getting on base and Nolan and Goldie hitting them in. They're gonna need to do that. And the good thing, the good thing is now, I guess, you've got three guys in the middle of the order they can get on for because Albert's just as much of a threat as the other two right now. I know that it's I mean crazy. way more in the last month. I, yeah, I know, but it, still when you're facing Albert, you don't feel like you're facing Goldie. You just don't. But I still I I mean I feel like They've got an MV3 of sorts in the middle of their order right now. And, yeah, Albert's old, and, yeah, he wasn't hitting righties well for a long time. Well, we can right now he's hitting everyone. So, and that's the guy he's been. And I think it's a little bit of, hey, this is the end of my career. Um, I'm putting everything I got out there, and it's working. And he said he found something that seems to be true. They've got to have guys to get on in front of those guys. And I'm going to say if you have runners in scoring position with less than two outs and Goldie and Nolan are coming up, every time those guys have to score. You have, you have to find a way. You have to be the guys that you're being paid to be. If you if you want to look at the uh, proverbial water bottle half empty, uh, you could say in the last month, Nolan with a 709 OPS and Goldie with a 693. Not good. Now, if you want to look at the old bottle of water half full, you could say they're due, um, which is how I choose to look at it. You could also say that really for the last two weeks, you're not playing meaningful games. And I don't care how you want to spin that or what you want to do. It's just not the same. And, and that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. We don't, we're not going to know until this weekend. Literally, we're not going to know. But what I know is Goldie and Nolan have both spoken about the one thing that they want is a run in a postseason and a World Series chance. It, guys, it's right in front of you now. So either you take advantage of it and you become St. Louis Cardinal legends, postseason legends, or you're going to be golfing next week. Like it, That's literally to me how, how simple it is. And I don't mean to say that to sound like – a, a dick because I'm not, but those are your two best players. They're two of the best players in all of baseball. They have to show up this weekend at home at Bush on the biggest stage of their lives. They have to. And we're not saying that they have to go out there and be 10 for 10. Like they, no. they just have to go out there and be the guys they've been for two years. Like they've That's been it. guys in the order last year. Neither of the two showed up. Tyler didn't show up at the time. He was as big of a threat as anybody in baseball Um, last year. Oh man, I wish that was happening again this year. But at the um, and none of them showed up and they lost. Like it's that's they're the key to the offense. And, and to be and fair, last year you played one game. 
Like, to be fair. I mean, they had so many opportunities. Dad right, they did. Failed. That's not – like, Nolan <clears throat> was out with bases loaded, I think, twice and failed both times. Agreed. But here's the thing. Nolan, not good career postseason stats. Uh, I'm in limited time because he's never really – he's never had a deep playoff run. I'm not sure if he's ever run a playoff series, but I would bet that he hasn't. Um, Goldie, same way. I think he won maybe one a wild card game against the Rockies, I think, to go play the Dodgers and they lost. Um, their playoff stats are not very good. Well, either. Goldie, 2019, we did beat the Braves. He was good. He was good. Yes, and then he was very good. good. And then he was gone in the NLCS. Well, no, everyone was. <laughs> I yeah, mean, everyone I know, was. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Those two definitely have something to prove in the playoffs. Yes. They do. And it's – for me, this is what it comes down to. This season has been so special with so many different things. Um, it would be shocking to me if how special of a year this is, how much energy has been in St. Louis, how much, how much all the players seem so committed and so in on this season – if they go out limping in the first round, it would just shock. I agree. I'm, I agree. I'm not saying that if the Phil, I mean, it could be a really a case where the Phillies are hot um, and they go in and they beat you. But to be honest with you, they're not hot. They're not. They didn't. They had one. No, they're not. Now they played well the last three of the last four games. They were doing pretty well. But other than that, they were not playing good baseball. Um, the Cardinals haven't been playing great either. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there's something else to this season where a first-round exit would be utterly shocking to me. It just would. When you just look at – when you look at 325 – well, I mean, it ended up with 328, but three the, the record was 325. Albert to getting to 703, 24 home runs this year. Uh, his OPS over the, the last month is, is over 1,000. Yeah, he does the home run derby. Most people say, I don't want to do the home run derby. Uh, that could really screw my swing up. Albert says, fuck off. I'm going to do the home run derby and make my swing better. I'm going to be better at hitting home runs in games than I was in the home run derby. Absolutely. So, you know, when you look at all of that now, again, we are also looking through it literally with rose-colored glass through rose-colored glasses. But I think that's the way you have to look at it. And I think it's the way the players have to look at it as well, is we've had a magical 162. We really have. You know, we didn't win 107 like the Dodgers, 108, whatever. We didn't win 116 like the Mariners. We won the Central. But again, you had a lot, you had a lot of, con- not controversy, but a lot of hiccups along the way. And then really found your stride at the trade deadline and really took off. But this, this, this it's sitting there. You, you did what you needed to do. You won the division. You've earned yourself three home games. If you can't win two or three at Bush with the MVP, with Albert, with Nolan, and with the rest of the boys, then you didn't deserve it. And I think they deserve I, I, when you say deserve it, that's nobody, you got to win it. You don't, nobody just deserves it, but it's there. It's right there. Like you said, and they just have to take it. The bottom line to me is I have two points. One, you were right. Every team feels like their team is special for some reason. The Phillies right. over there, well, it's been 11 years and we're finally back. We're got to get playoff games back at home because it's the red October for the first time in 11 years. So they think they're going to win because of that. Um, their every team has their storyline that they will push in their head because that's what it is to be a fan is to live right. and die with the storylines and only one gets to come true every year. But um, and my other point is, if you can't beat the Phillies at home two of three, then there's no there was no chance in hell you were going to beat the Braves. There's no <laughs> way you were going to beat the Dodgers. There's no way you're going to beat the Astros or whomever beat the Astros to get to the World Series. So at the end of the day, like we can worry all we want, but if they don't beat the Phillies, they were never going to win the World Series. So they've got to go out there and do it. Like that's the, that's the bottom line. And I want to talk a little bit about lineup because there's very much – I think they've, they've done – Ollie's done a good job of basically saying these are our – he's got a framework here, and there are guys that we don't know who's going to be starting currently. Right now we know Donovan's going to be playing second batting first. 
We know Newt's going to be in right field batting second. We know Goldie, Nolan, Albert will be the three through five. And then the sixth spot's the one that we don't know. We know it's probably going to be Carlson seven, Yachty slash Kisner. They said that Kisner's probably going to start with Michael's pitches. So Yachty's not starting all three games, it seems. Okay, like. hold on. Let me – can Miles you really – Yes, Miles' stats with Kisner are way better. I mean, Killian Kershaw did this with for years with A.J. Ellis. I understand. It's just wild to me that in the, this season that they – I get it. I mean, I get I mean, it. Garrett Cole always threw to Kyle Gashioka when Gary was right. there. Like, there are guys that like throwing to guys. And Miles' stats with Kisner and without Kisner, they're night and day. So, right. I mean, when he almost threw the, the no-hitter, Kisner was catching. Like, it seems like every time he's there's a hiccup. And I don't think it's because of Yai. There's just this connection that some guys have with each other when they of feel course. more comfortable. So, yep. and Kisner also better hitting – hitting better right now than Yachty. So he might be able to do something, but, um, and then, you know, Tommy's batting ninth and playing shortstop. So that's done. Left field's the spot where there's three guys that have a chance to play. It's Dickerson, it's Yepes and it's Burleson. And I listed them in my idea of probability of doing it, of playing. I think I go with Corey Dickerson the first two games. And here's why. One, he has a lot of success against Aaron Nola. Um, he has a couple one, homers and he's one for four career against Zach Wheeler, by the way. Yeah. And I think so he might have that this year or something, but, um, I like having a veteran. I know his defense sucks. I get it, but I like having a veteran there. I like having a guy who's been in the postseason. And honestly, if we're being, if we're being honest, like he's taken some good at bats the last couple of games. He hit that grand slam yesterday. He had a uh, two RBI double. He smoked it down the line, um, to end up tying the game. I think it did. And I just think, he gives the opposition such a different look. He is so different than every hitter in baseball, really. But in our lineup, that I do think it just gives them something to have to do differently. You have to do, you have to approach Corey Dickerson a little differently than you have to approach anyone else. And I just – would you be surprised if Corey Dickerson knocks in an RBI single? Like, no. no. And at this point, Juan Yepes had the opportunity to go take it. He hasn't. He looked No, really I bad. agree. I know he had the RBI single to, to win the game yesterday. But, other, I mean – I think he looks good once every six of bats he takes. Other than that, he looks really bad. And Burleson isn't on my postseason roster. I'll say that now. He's just no, not. I agree. I, in my opinion, it's Dick. Look, there are people out there who are saying Dickerson shouldn't be on the postseason roster. I swear these people don't watch baseball or they just don't understand it. It could be both. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> to me, I like the veteran presence in the lineup. All right. Um, no shot at Juan Yepes. I'm a, I'm a, we are both Juan Yepes fans, like big yeah. time. I think his I think his future in this league, whether it's here or, or, or wherever it is for the next 10 years, is, is very bright. I really do. But I think – and then with Dickerson out there, it also forces the hand potentially later in the game of if we go to a lefty, now all of a sudden we can go to a Yepes. And now you're looking at like Goldie, Nolan, Pujols, Yepes. I think it's going to make well, – it's, it's going to make them – Dylan really question some moves there. And Dylan Carlson will be hitting right behind him, and you want Correct. Carlson facing lefties. So, yeah, and I, I don't know if they'll ever choose that just because I don't know if the threat of Dickerson against a righty outweighs the rest of the team, how good they are against lefties, maybe. But at the same time, like, and I was just going to say that as well, it's not anything against Yepes. He'd be starting for me on Sunday if Rangers Wards is pitching. Like, he'd be in left right. field facing the lefty. So, I just think you – until Tyler O'Neill is back, and that's if they make it past this round. I my belief is that he will be back for the NLDS if they make it there. Is it official that he is him. out for the first round? Basically, all but but yes. Okay. Um. So for me, platoon it like you like you've been doing all year, and then when when Tyler O'Neill is back, he's your everyday left fielder. And I don't think I think it's smart to not bring him back until he can do that and be that. 
because you need mm-hmm. Tyler O'Neill back and being Tyler O'Neill, not not a DH. Like you don't need another DH. So Ollie's been pretty pretty consistent with that right-handed pitcher lineup that we. Why change it? Like why why mess with it now? I like I said, I just think I like the idea of Dickerson. I like the. I, I know he struggled. I understand he started off rough. I understand he was hot in the middle, kind of cooled off. It's had a, a, an okay couple of games. I just like that veteran presence from the left side in the lineup. That's what it comes down to for me. And here's the thing. Your other two options. Well, yeah, YDF has had a really good rookie season. I'm not taking anything away from him. Absolutely. His numbers ended in a really good spot, and I think he's going to be a really good hitter for a long time. Um, but we saw what Corey Dickerson can do when he is hot. And I'm sorry, the other two have not showed the upside of Corey Dickerson going 10 for 10 and pounding no. the bat the ball skills he has. And more importantly, he's, I mean, he's a guy that I, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to sound like a Corey Dickerson super fan because by no means am I, I've criticized him a fair amount this year, but you have to realize that these people, no one has a not one through nine that always, that hits everybody, everybody no. hits in the postseason. No one. Ozzy Albies for the Braves this year was <coughs> horrible the entire postseason. And he was betting third for most, second or third for most of it, and they won the World Series. Not everybody is going to be hot, but at the same time, you Corey Dickerson has a chance to do something. And I feel like I when he comes up, I always feel like he has a chance to do something. Sometimes it looks ugly, but he just gives you a chance every time, I think. And Especially also, let's be honest, that's, that's why we better. signed him. Most signed him. I'm not saying he signed him to be the, ever, the starting left fielder in the playoffs. He didn't because no, we thought it would be Tyler O'Neill. But you brought him here as a veteran presence from the left side to give you big at bats when you needed them. Well, right now we need them. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that that seems, I think to me that seems like the easy way to go. And I don't think you even, I don't even think you mess with it. I, I don't, I don't, regardless of what happens in the first two games. But to me, what it also tells you me is Ben Deluzio's on the line, in the line or on the roster. And he is your late inning defensive replacement for Corey Dickerson. Cause you can't have Corey Dickerson in the eighth and the ninth inning in a game with it close in left field. You just can't. So, yeah, no, you can't. And um, that's okay. You can put – then you can move probably do it over to left and Carlson to right. Um, the or one just thing put Deluzio in left. No, he's the best center fielder in the organization. That's basically. fair. That's fair. Um, but I, the thing that – the one thing that does frustrate me is I wish – I really wish they would have given Gorman a chance these last three right. games. Because if he could have gotten hot, you could have put him at second base and you could have put Donovan out in left field. Yes. And I, I mean, I really wish they would have done that. I don't for the life of me know why they continue to give Alec Burleson chances. Nothing against him. He might be good in the future, but he's just not good right now. Uh, he's just not. It, so is there a part of you that is concerned that Donovan is in left field and Paul Dion is starting at shortstop game one? No. Okay. No, There's a part of me that is, I'm going to be honest. Okay. You want me to ease your mind? Paul DeYoung played today. And they put Tommy Edmund at shortstop and Paul DeYoung at second base because they wanted Tommy to get reps at short before the postseason. Okay. I watched zero baseball today, by the way. Okay, zero. yeah. So don't worry about it. Okay. And also Paul DeYoung moved to shortstop when I took Tommy out to give him rest and made a throwing error that we, we were two innings away from having the wreck for the least amount of errors ever in a Cardinal season. And I he saw threw a ball that. Away. And he also cannot hit water if he fell out of a boat. So 66. No. He didn't have two hits yesterday. I don't care. Okay, fair. Um, he's going to be on the roster. He's going to be on the roster. I, I mean, here's the thing. with And people freak out about this, and I've seen so many people on Twitter freaking out about who's on the damn roster. No. One, there's there's a DH in the National League. No, I don't know if you guys have noticed. These guys – Paul DeYoung's not coming in the game unless 
we are up by four and they want the best defense they have out there, which probably isn't even Paul DeYoung at shortstop at this point. But either way, that's the only way it happens. They're not going to pinch hit Paul DeYoung for no. Tommy Edmond. Like, I don't know no. what you think is going to happen. No. So just stop. No. Like, the, well, like, I, I will say it again. 2018. I sent you a text yesterday that said I may have to leave Twitter. And here's the thing. I love a lot of the people on there. I love the connection with the national baseball scene, football scene, whatever, the national sports scene. But some of the local sports fans, it's I, I will swear by the fact, one, they never played baseball. There's no way they could have. Two, they don't understand the game at all. I love their fandom. Hey, I love that you're a fan of the team. I really do. Like, thank you for that. Like, that's great. We need that. But some of the things you say prove. And, and when they'll say, well, I'm just a big fan. No, you're you're really just kind of clueless. Is all I, I saw people with. calling Paul Goldschmidt Paul Goldshit yesterday. Yeah, that's being the MVP of the National League. Yeah, that's the guy who's on a triple crown watch, the guy who could go nuclear by the way. It happens like that. You don't expect it when Goldie gets hot, right? But it just happens. He could hit four home runs against Nolan Wheeler it's, and lead us to a wild card. It's too much for me. It's too one much. Human being. It really wanted. I, I, here's okay. So I want to get a little bit oh, before we get move on because I do want to get to the games a little bit and what you're expecting and what you think the key to success is going to be. But before we do that, I need, we need to talk about the bullpen and what you expect. So, one, to get out of the way now, Jordan Hicks is back, looked good today, yes. had good velocity, gave up a double. I don't give a shit. I really don't care. For some reason, no. Pittsburgh was slugging the shit out of us this series. It was weird. <coughs> but Jordan yeah, well, Hicks, they, he looked – I mean, whatever. He looked good. Yeah. Um, he's back and healthy. That's all I care about. He was throwing 102, so he's healthy. That's all I care about. Um, he's also obviously going to be a big part of the bullpen. The one guy, obviously, we have Helsley and Geo. Helsley's fine, by the way. Jammed his finger. He'll be fine. Right. He said it didn't even hurt today, so he'll be fine. The one guy I'm worried about and don't know if you can trust my high leverage situation right now is Andre Pallante. I think he might have hit a wall. Yeah, I agree. He might have to be that guy you maybe thought Dakota Hudson was going to be, where if you really need someone, a fireman, to give you two or three innings just because you need it, um, that might be the guy you go to. Here, here's my take on the pitching. Okay, and you can tell me if I'm if I'm wrong, if you if you agree with me, if I'm completely out of left field. For the Cardinals to win, I really only need to see four to five relievers. It's Hicks, it's Geo, and it's Helsley from the right side, and it's Mats, and it's Thompson from the left side. And if I That's, have to see, hold on, let me finish. If I have to see more than those five, it's one of two things. If we went extra innings, then things change. Okay. Two, our starters didn't get out of the fourth or the fifth inning, and we're in trouble. Well, no, because that's going to happen in the postseason. It's, <clears throat> it, that just happens. But I'm saying that's the five that I need to see almost every night. Um, you can throw if you want to throw, like if they want to go Flaherty, if, that, if they are going to use him out of the bullpen, put, put it, make him one also. All right, that's fine. But if we have to see an Andre Pallante, or honestly, if we have to see a, a Henesis Cabrera, or we have to see a Jake Woodford, the, the, either, again, we're in the 15th inning, or we're in deep trouble. Yeah, and that is that's interesting. I think first of all, if Jack's gonna be a um a bullpen guy, I'm under the impression it's just gonna be for this series, probably. Just because you might need to win, you might need him. Um, I would start him game three, so let's just get that hey. out of the way now. He should be starting, but if he's not, then whatever you do that. And and to add to that, let me add to that. All of Philly's all of the data, the stats, the analytics. The Phillies are way better against left-handed pitching than they are right-handed pitching. Which doesn't make any sense to me. And I will I will say to kind of combat that a little bit, I don't know how much of that was with Bryce Harper hurt. 
But now that's fair. Having a lefty and it does neutralize two of their best hitters. But also, you got Real Muto, you got Hoskins, you got yeah. Bohm. I mean, you've got Stott, you've got. I mean, the so, list so. goes on and on from the right side. Segura. Segura. I mean, I you. I don't know. I don't know that answer. Here's what I'm going to tell you. This will be the only thing I say. If it's game three, must win. I want Jack Flaherty said George. No shot. I we love Monty. Love him. I think he's got he's got great. Again, we've said he has Cardinal written all over him. But I want Jack Flaherty on the bump. That's what that's all there is to it. I mean, yeah. Last time we were in this situation in that three game series um, in 2020, Jack Flaherty took the ball and he absolutely shoved down the Padres' throat. Um, we lost the game not because of him, but he was great. So I I think Jack Flaherty is the X factor, and and having success in the postseason, and I don't believe that's as a reliever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that that's where I would stand on our relievers. It's those guys. Those are your those are your your tops. Palante, Which, by the way, having five of those guys is is it's huge. Is, is great. I mean, the Braves really wrote three, four guys last year to the to a World Series, um, and they got some big performances from guys. So here's what right. I want to say about your Palante thing and seeing those guys. The Braves got some performances from guys they didn't expect to get performances from. Mike Minter. Were, like, well, no, well, yes, but I'm talking more like the Dylan Lees and the right. Kyle Wright at the time, who was not the big name Kyle Wright he is today. Yes. When he was a failing rookie that came in and gave him four shutout innings. You're going to need that from guys. You're going to need guys to step up if you want to go deep. But for these, this series, I agree with you. If you, you need only those guys, and if you have more than that, you're probably losing the game by a lot. Yeah, and I think the, one of the coolest things, like I obviously never got to experience anything like this, but about the postseason is for a guy like a Dylan Carlson, all right, who had a rough regular season, if he comes out and has a, I'm not going to say David Freeze, like that's not fair to ever say for anybody, but if he comes out and has a, a very solid postseason, nobody's going to give two shits what he did when he struggled from June, you know what I mean, to September. It's a, that slate is white clean. Everybody, Steve Pierre, everybody starts with zeros. You know what I mean? When they come up on that first exactly. at bat, it's zeros across the board. Exactly. And like what I was going to say is if he goes two for two, he looks up, he's batting a thousand. That's different than two thirty. <laughs> and he goes one for two, he's, he's hitting 500. Exactly. So it is different. And here's the thing. Dylan's really a really young guy. We've seen him have success in the postseason. Yes. Um, in 2020, he was our cleanup hitter. But we, God, how far we've come. You'd think the guy would have developed and maybe continue to be that, but he's no longer the four-hitter. But – um. Yep. And we saw last year on the stretch, man, he was huge. He was having big hits all the time. He is so even keeled all the time, even when he's struggling, that he he would not surprise me if he had a huge postseason. Um, Lars Newpar, same way. I mean, honestly, you can make a case for, I'm going to say, eight out of the nine hitters because I just don't see our catchers doing anything like that. But the other eight, I could see any of the eight having a massive postseason. I just could. See, here's the thing that I would say to counter your point. It's Yachty in the postseason. No, He's going to okay, do yeah. something. Yes, he's going to do something. See, Okay, that's, but that's not what I meant. But yeah, he might have a big moment. But I don't right, think okay. you're going to look at his end stats and say, yep. Yachty batted 450 with seven jacks in the postseason. Like, that's yeah, not something. I, I, I agree. Think. And, again, like I said, I think it, it's wide open. I, I'm going Miles game one. I think we're in agreement. It's Q game two. Like, that's that's how I'm going. And then game three, you assess, to be honest. You have to almost see. How well, did they the hit thing, our lefties? How did they hit our righties? Who is pitching for them? They got Syndergaard. They got Kyle Gibson. They got Ranger Swarth. What are we doing? Here's what I'll say. You can't do that because if you want to go jack out the bullpen as a weapon for all three games, you have to decide that before the series starts. What I, I guess what I'm saying is if you need Jack to win a game in the first two, then you use him and Mati becomes your number three. That's what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, it should be interesting. I just 
I don't know because even like if that's the case, you can't have Jack waiting out there to maybe then start like that throws his whole routine off. So is Adam Wainwright on the roster? I don't know. Could you? No. If I was right, I say, he wouldn't be. Okay, I'm going to say he is. There's I don't even think it's a question. I just don't know. Who would you take? Now, so let's now see. let me. So, okay, here's the thing. It's a 26-man roster. Oh, okay. Three-game series, you're not going to need all 26 men. That's but it. That's here's, it. Here's the thing. If you wanted to do this, I don't know how in favor I am of it, but if you wanted to say, all right, Here's our plan. We're going to go Q game two and Michaelis game one. Jack and Monty, you both need to be ready in case they get in trouble early because this is just two – there's two games. Like, you, we have to win these games. So go be ready. You're going to sit in the bullpen. And if need be, and they have to use both of those two in the first two games, you have to – then the Wano's in there for game three, and you have to hope that he has some magic. And I could very much see that. Now, do I do I like that at all? No, it makes me want to puke. But right. um, I, I'm not going to see – I think – I think I changed my mind. I would have all five on it just so you have Same. as much flexibility with your roster as you can have. And coverage. Like, and the other thing I will say is from this point of view, all right, Ali, Mo, you can say what you want. In a three-game series, honestly, you got to hope you don't need all – you're not going to need all 26 guys, like we've said. You're just not. No, or you should. There'll be guys on your bench that don't get in that bad. Correct. Like that. And in the bullpen. So what <laughs> I would say is I just can't see a world – even if he's not used, where at if Adam Wainwright ends up retiring, which I kind of believe that might happen now, the more that I listen to him talk and everything else, it seems like where, it's trending where it would say, let's just say the Cardinals lost, right? And and one thing that people would remember was he wasn't even on his final postseason. I just I don't see a world where, and I'm I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to lose. I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the roster. I'm not saying any of that. I would have him on my 26 man roster even if I'm not going to use him, but it also gives you protection in case you need it. In case the game goes 16 innings. I mean, you never know what you're going to need and who and when you're going to need it. And it's still Adam Wainwright, and I, I just think there's no way that they don't put him on. And also, I would have him on mine. If I were the, if I were Mo, if I were Ali, he'd be on my roster. That's what yeah, I was like. Saying. Would you rather have him or Jake Woodford? Like, that would be the – like, I'd rather have Adam Wainwright. Agreed. Than doing a post yes. Game. Um, yep. It's the experience. It's the grittiness of Adam Wainwright. It's the fact that he can go out there not feeling good and still give you a chance to win the game. That's I also feel like, and maybe this is stupid, right? But I also feel like Adam Wainwright in the dugout, knowing he has a shot to pitch, might be completely different human than Adam Wainwright in the dugout being a cheerleader. Does if that does that make sense? Like, yeah, that yeah. that competitive Adam Wainwright is a different human. We know it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's. He's he's not the Max Scherzer. I'm gonna tell my manager to fuck off, competitor. But no, he, he, but he's equally as competitive. Just judging it yes. a different way, I think is the way yep. to put it. Um, so he's to I don't me, know. he's I earned mean, a spot he, on the 26. I will ask you this: if whatever you heard on Movie Network, which I just don't trust those guys anymore. Some of them, no, no offense, not all. Some of them are great, but some of them, the insiders, I don't trust. Um, Joel Sherman, what does he watch? I don't want to. Talking about specific names. Um, oh my! my we anyway. It. What I was saying was, um, if Adam Wainwright it comes out he is your game two starter, your reaction would be what? Why? Would you understand it? No, no. Because here's the thing: win or lose game one, game two is to me a must win. If I'm the Cardinals, I don't want to go game three no. at home. 
So if I win game one, do you see what I'm saying? If I lose game one, there's no, there's, there's literally not one stat in the world outside of the eye and the eye test doesn't even do it outside of a feeling down in the cojones. Like there's not a feeling. The only a reason thing to is put that him Adam in game right. Here's the thing. If he goes out there and this were to have happened and we don't, by the time this is out, you guys may know if he's studying or not. So this might be a conversation you don't care about now, but right. anyway, we're going to have it. Fast um, forward. Yeah. Fast forward. Um, if he goes out there and throws seven scoreless and looks like Adam Wainwright again, and you now have Adam Wainwright back for the postseason, that could be big. I just don't think in a three-game series or hell, even a five-game series, if we get there, you can risk that. And that's so sad to me that he couldn't have gone through this this funk in August and worked his way out of it because you really don't have time to work your way out of it. No, you don't. It, and you also, don't. we know that if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, so that we can't play the ifs. That's what I would say. It, no, I it's Miles and that, it's Q. I just, I just wish for him that this wouldn't be the end of what's happening for him. And there's and still a chance that he has a big postseason and then no one cares. That's still – Absolutely. Like, that's absolutely. I honestly think, though, if you don't use him, it might be good for him to get some rest if you can move on without which, using him. Which, by the way, him. this guy was saying you should have done three weeks ago. He was saying that it doesn't help him in these situations of rest. I don't know. But I know, you know Adam Wainwright knows more about his body than I do. That's all I can I'm say. not going to argue with that, but every doctor in the world disagrees with him. Well, not their doctors, and they would have said it probably. Well, okay. Their doctors do have some question marks at times. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> Thank you. Say you that. said it. I did not. I just threw it out. I'm not going to go into specifics, but there's been some <laughs> problems around them before. Right. Um, I, I, like I said, here's the thing. 107, a lot of people bitching about the times. And I understand, look. You're saying I've taught for 25 years and coached. There were a lot of games, playoff games, I had to miss because they were in the early afternoon, right? I get it. It sucks. But also, I am much much rather 107 than the 407. You know what I mean? Yes, me too. But also the thing that confused me the most was people saying, screw Manfred, why is this happening? I remember you coming to pick me up in fifth grade out of that. It was 2013. You took me out. And we went to go see the Pete Cosma Daniel Descalso hits against the Nationals. I yes. believe it was 2013. Or I think it was 13. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was I think it was on the way to the World Series. Yeah, there was a day game. That, like that yeah. had. It's not Manfred. It's been happening forever. They just have so many games. And here's the thing: I get it, and I guess because the new playoff format with four games, that's awesome. Seriously, just take off work. Like be a man. It's one day. That's it. Take off. It's work. Friday. It's one take day. Off. That's it. And that's you knew it. this was coming. So you should have yep. taken off weeks and weeks ago. Right, right. That's it's not hard. You. And here's the other thing. Look, and, and I think we brought this up on the last pod, or maybe, and you and I talked about it as well over the week. It's New York and San Diego. They're two of the biggest fucking markets in the world. You're going to have them on primetime, as you should if you're Major League Baseball. And also, can I tell you something? I'm super excited, hopefully after the Cardinals win game one, to go home and watch that game. I'm very excited to watch that game. Like yeah. uh, to see you, Darvish versus Max Scherzer or Degrom, whoever it is, square off. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited for that, and it's going to be fun at night in City Field. So we can talk about that more tomorrow. But I'm excited about that, man. I I will say the thing that's alarming to me right now is that in what five days on Monday, my ad I could my attitude could be one way or it could be completely opposite. Yeah, I could be absolutely well, devastated. Thing. Or I could be just elated, ready to go beat the Braves. Like that's here's the thing. Before we make our predictions and before we get out of here, um, 107 Bush Stadium is going to be unbelievable. Your first, we're going. 
your yeah. first postseason game. I haven't been to a postseason game in a while because when you guys were younger, I always stayed home to watch it with you guys most of the time. It was also almost all the time. Yeah. Well, that was that was part of it. But also, I enjoyed watching it with you guys. We'd order food, whatever. Yeah. But we're going to be there. We're going down early to tailgate. I'm going to be so. about 12 high noons deep my first pitch. So if, we, so if we suck, I don't feel the pain. No, it's going – we were there opening day, which was incredible. We're going to be there the opening day of the playoffs. Um, if they make it past the first week, which they're going to, uh, I'll be there next weekend too. So just so you know. I probably will be too. Yeah. Um, I can't I wait. I am incredibly excited about this. I told you this whole house thing is so fucking stressful. Um, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's cool. Today we had to pick our cats up and get them out of the house, which was an absolute clusterfuck. Um, now we have to do it like eight. There's like seven, we have like seven showings for the house tomorrow. Uh, I think we're already going to get offer on the house. This is the wildest thing I've ever been a part of. I need Friday like no other. Yeah, some some sense of norm normality. Yeah, there you go. The Cure said Friday. I'm in love. That's going to be me at Bush Stadium. Just Woo! let's I have, go. Yeah, I have a premonition. Uh, you could say that's the right word. I think I want to use. Um, I think Albert Pools is going to hit a home run off of Zach Wheeler in Game One, oh. and I think Bush Stadium might that, laugh. <laughs> the place might implode. I do, implode. I don't know. I something. I think he's going to try and get one of those high fastballs by him, thinking Albert's still slow and fat. And hold, and he's just going to say, no, I'm different now. And he's going to head over the um, That's One thing I, I do want to say, since you brought it up, because I think we owe him the respect to do so before we get to our predictions and get out of here, I think we have to hit on the fact that Albert fucking ended up with 703 home runs. He did, You said it would be perfect Albert to end up with 700. No, he went ahead and hit three more. Um, his last at-bat home run, his last at-bat at Bush Stadium home run. You meant first at-bat. That, that's what I meant, Sorry. First at bat at Bush Stadium of his career, home run. Last at bat at Bush Stadium, home run. Regular season. Oh, uh, second all time, right? second all time in RBIs. That's, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, he play, he Where, do you think? Let me just ask you. This is again ifs, right? You have the old what ifs, right? Which we just talked about what they are. Yep. If Albert plays his entire career here in St. Louis, where is he on the home run rank? And on the RBI rank. In your I opinion. Has, I think he has less home runs. Because of the ballpark? Because of the DH. He wouldn't play in first day, base every day every day until this year. He yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that. And we also wouldn't have Paul Goldsmith, so thank God that didn't happen. Right. Because now we have both. But That's I a very good think, point. One think, that I really didn't think about. Yeah, I'm now entrenched in DH baseball. He would have been playing first base every single day, and that's not good for your feet. So – I think he. I think he probably would have had more injury issues, and I don't think he'd be going out the way he's going out right now. Right, right. That's a real. That's a really. See, this is why you're at U of I journalism. I guess I wasn't really journalism, but that's okay. It was pretty that good. Was just, um, just one last but thing I, I just wanted to point. I do, I will one say, last thing. I will say yeah, before go you go. I do think they won the 2013 World Series if he's still here. Mm-hmm. But you too. That's hindsight. Well, we did still they have Mike Matheny. We still have to face David Ortiz, and Pete we Cosmo also still had we still had Mike Matheny in the bullpen. So, yeah, 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 we had, uh, yeah. Either way, um, just a couple things. One last thing on the Albert front: final career numbers, career two ninety six batting average, thirty three hundred eighty four hits, twenty two hundred eighteen RBIs, seven hundred three home runs. It's incredible. 
um, over a hundred WAR. Got a two yes. WAR this year to get it up to one hundred one point five. Yep, um, is what I saw on Baseball Reference. I know it's different on some websites. Yeah, you um, got the Fangraphs one that could be different, but they're very close. They're just different. Um, I mean, it's just an incredible career. There's really nothing you can say other than, I mean, he's one of the top ten players of all time. Like you, whatever way you want to put it, you could not have a top ten list without Albert Pools being on the list. And heading into heading into our predictions here, because let's make him. Um, one of the crazy stats I saw today, we've talked about how spoiled we are as Cardinal fans. You, your entire fucking life, right? You don't you don't know any better than the Cardinals being awesome almost every year. Um, the 90s for me were rough. The late 80s, early 90s were really rough. And, and, you know, before my time, I mean, I was born in the 70s, but the 70s were garbage. The idea that the Cardinals have not led the National League in losses since 1918 is the one of the I keep saying those is the wildest fucking stat I've ever seen. That's one of them because the next closest team is the Braves in 1990. Wow. Yeah. So the Dodgers, it's crazy to think that, that there was ever a time where the Dodgers weren't won the 92. Baseball. But, 92. Um, Isn't that that's cr- wild? That's, it's even the craziest part about that stat to me, Dad, is that in the baseball is so crazy that in 30 years, 28 different teams led the team in. 29 different teams? Is that every true? team. In 32 every years? team uh, has been there. Yep. Every team from 1990. The Yankees? National League. Led the National, National League. National League. Okay, so scratch what I said. National League. It was 14 teams. You changed it. Yeah, right. my apologies. But, I said National League originally, but National okay. League. Well, that's, that's still crazy that baseball is such a such a weird sport that in 14 – I mean, 14 teams have led the lead in losses. Like, I bet the Lakers have loved the NBA in losses in 30 years. I'd be surprised if they had. Yeah, and the only um, reason that's is just baseball's crazy. This year it was Washington. They had never, they as a franchise, they had never been the lowest, and than they were this year. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're nineteen. The Giants that surprised me. The Braves honestly surprises me, but they were really bad for. Were we still in World War One in 1918? Yeah, it was ending. No, it wasn't. For, it was beginning, I believe. They ended in 1922. Hold on. I don't know, but that fucker Franz Ferdinand, we they killed him, and then we had I World do. War One. That was right before the White Sox scandal. I was Again, right. I Look at me. It. Look at me. I was right. 1918 is when it ended. I was yeah. Right. So, so, 14 so Cardinals finished last, kill Franz Ferdinand, World War ensues. No. Ferdinand died four years earlier. Oh, okay. All right, he was already dead. in 1918. But in November okay. 11th, 1918, so that almost coincided with the war ending. So we 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 have the worst record, and the, the world says, okay, we get, we're calling the truth. Either way, we haven't lo- have had the most losses in the league since World War One ended. The chapter of World War One. So there's that. That's all you have to say. It also, I don't even want to talk about the other shit that was going on in 1918. But we have not led the National League in losses since then. That is crazy. Oh, that's crazy. All right. All right, prediction time. Uh, because 107 Friday, we'll, we'll be on. We'll be back tomorrow, obviously with with special guests. We and go through the re- the other teams. We want to we want to hit on that. We need to talk about Aaron Judge. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tomorrow. But let's. Go, I want to hear your predictions. What happens? Uh, I need specific game. We're gonna track these specific game results. Yeah, but when I predict them right, you're going to tell me that I'm gloating too much That when I tell you that I got it right. But anyway, game one, 
I'm assuming it's Michaelis versus Wheeler. I really wish we knew the playoff with the. the it's going to be Michaelis versus Wheeler. But if it's Michaelis Wheeler, I think the Cardinals win the game uh, uh, four to two. Four to two. Okay. I This is not Fugazi. Literally, that's what I was going with. So now I'm going to have to just, change it. No, I just don't. I just think it's hard to get a shot in the playoffs, obviously. And I just, I, I don't know. I think they're going to find a way to get to Wheeler at some point in the first couple innings, and then they're going to get him out and be able to tack on a few. I think we win 5-3. I was going to go 4-2, but I'll change it. 5-3. All right, game two. I'll start. We lose. Aaron Nola gets us. We lose 6-3. to three. Okay. I think okay. we win, and I think the series is over. Okay, well, then you don't even have to make a game three prediction. I think, I think game we three win. Prediction. Hold on. Let me get my score. <laughs> I think we win 7-2. to two. I think we I okay. think we get on there, Nola. We've done that last couple of times he's pitched in Bush. We have absolutely rocked him. All right. And I think game three, we win four to three in a bottom of the ninth. Oh shit, winner. Nolan I'm not gonna call it. Out. It's gonna be a homer. It's gonna be a homer. Give it to hey, Nolan. You Give can fill Nolan. nope. You, you know can fill in the Nolan. blank. You can fill in the blank. Are you as excited? As I am but, to watch Nolan Arenado play postseason baseball at home. Yes. Yeah. Do you think he's going to sleep the next two nights? Yeah, but I don't know how well. He's probably listening to his two favorite American singers, Freddie Mercury and Adele. That was so funny to me. The funniest <laughs> part about that was he said Freddie Mercury, and he was like, "Oh shit, wait, never mind." Um, I think that for I think he's British. Also dead, by the way. But I think he's British. Um, so Adele and the person, the interviewer was like. And they just let him go. Because they're, they're asking, like, what's your favorite Latin artist and what's your favorite American artist? He said Daddy Yankee or something. And then he goes to that, and he says, two British people. You're from America. <laughs> That's a mention uh, welcome look, song is look. Travis Scott, who's from Houston. Just say him. Right. Um, fired up, ready to go. I think the series is going to be – I think it's going to be really close the entire – I really do. I think these two teams are matched up incredibly well. Um, what was the final season? Do what? What did? How did we do against him? I did not four look to, that four up. Four to three. We won. That was no. That was that was back when. Um, that was around July fourth when the team was really bad, okay. a lot of injuries. Um, remember that back to back to back to back home run against Philly, the four in a row. Yes, we won that game. Lost the other two in the home series against them when we were away, and then we split a four game at home. Okay. Um, the one thing that is going to be hard for me is rooting against Bryce Harper in the playoffs. But I will. No, I hope, I, will. He, I, hope he, I hope he sucks. I don't Okay. Care. All right. Fair. It's Albert and Yachty's last year. I'm not losing in the first round. I hope he's right. horrible. I agree. I don't care. I agree. Go Cards. Go Cards. Yeah. It doesn't affect his stats anyway. No one cares. Yep. Postseason, yep. they don't count. So we've got it figured out. We're both on board. We're playing the Braves next week. Yeah. I mean, God, if we're not, I don't even. No, I we're not talking about it. Them. We are. I, just we just, saying, no, I can't fathom no. this season being over in five days. No. We just said we are. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, God damn it. Then we have to go through that. The NL is a fucking joke. God, yes. it is good. What yes. happened? It used yeah. to be bad. Last year, it wasn't that good. What yeah. happened? Why is well, it was. Look at, I mean, you had LA and Atlanta. That was pretty fucking good. We just didn't know it. We didn't know Atlanta was that good last year. Yeah, we but I'm just saying the Giants, we all knew they were frauds. Yeah. And then, like, you look at who won the, who won the Central. The Brewers, we knew they Brewers. were doing shit. And then what it was us, and then we, I guess we did play the Dodgers in the wild card. But other than that, like, it was not that good. Yeah. The yeah, six wild. wild card teams really made some people go for it, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, it does. Made a great baseball, great season. We're gonna talk about it tomorrow. But an absolutely, we'll, we'll go, we I want to talk about awards and I want to talk about all that stuff. I think tomorrow will be a great day to do that. But we want to just focus in on the Cardinals and the Phillies today. So for all of you, for all of you who have to work, find a call off. That's there you go. Unless you can't and you have a job right. like a doctor where you can't. But yeah. if you're if, if your job surgeries is, on Monday, if your job isn't um that important, you know what I mean. No uh, offense to your job. All of my educator off. friends, don't go with it. Don't do not. Yeah, go to I'm talking to you, Friday. educators. Do not go to work. <laughs> your job. I just do, said your job's not that important. Yeah, do not. Do not go to work on Friday. Uh, <laughs> if you kidding. can get off, take Friday off. Uh, we will be down there. We'd love to see you guys. If you're down or, uh, in the area, uh, we will be parking right next to Patty or not Patios. Um, the Angry Beaver and the Oyster Bar, We're right close there to underneath, Patios. underneath the bridge. Yeah, not far from Patios. We will be there tailgating early. Uh, trying to talk the oyster bar into opening up early. I don't know. They're not really listening to me, so we'll just see what happens. Are they not? There. I bet they do. We'll see. We'll see. I, I did send them a couple messages, so we'll see what happens. Um, we will be there. It is going to be an epic day. The the amount of red, it's going to be the, again, red October. I've said it for years. I absolutely love it. I don't care what the Philly says. There's one red October, and it's going to happen right here in St. Louis, and it begins Friday at 107 with Miles Michaels, the Lizard King, on the bump at Bush Stadium. Albert Pujols in the fucking lineup. Let that sink in. Behind Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. It's 2022, guys. Disney doesn't deserve this movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's a guy named Lars Newbar batting in front of all of them. I imagine if I would have told you all this five years ago. You Let's know, go. What are you talking about? Oh, baby. Last year, going into L.A., O'Neal Bader Carlson was our outfield. We thought that was the outfield for years to come. And, again, hopefully Tyler gets healthy. We get him back. But, but tomorrow we're going to go Dickey, D.C., and Newt, and the, and the place is going to go fucking crazy. I have a question. Okay, so before we go, I want one more thing. Who Your prediction for who is the most impactful offensive player, what is your, who is your prediction? For the series. I, I mean, I said it at the beginning. It's got to be Goldie or Nolan. You pick can one. pick one. Pick one player. Huh? Then it's one Nolan. Player, you, it's Nolan. Nolan. Okay. I think I think it's going to – I'll go with Nolan as well. That's my yeah. pick as well. I think it has I just, to be. I think and, – and this isn't a – this is no shot at Nolan. I would never do that. But with his comments and, – and he's been very on the record, but also this is a man who says shit and backs it up every day of his fucking life. So with his comments about, I want the division, he got it, Right. Now he wants to go next. Here it again. Here it is. It's right in front of you. It's not going to be easy. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, or Austin, Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola had a brain Aaron. fart there. Uh, are are incredible. It's it, but it's right there. And I just think if Nolan, if Nolan comes up big early, the the amount of energy that he gives that team, not that Goldie doesn't, but Goldie's a different energy, right? It's a quiet silence. It's a, oh my God, the guy's unreal. Nolan is. I'm screaming. I'm in your face screaming at everyone. Yeah, uh, the whole place up. That's it. It, it, it brings you back to the Yankees series, the, the most exciting series of the year to me. I don't even think it's close. When we swept him at home, when Nolan yes. Arnado was just absolutely unreal the entire series, yes. the energy that guy brought to the building is it's it's unmatched yeah. by anyone else other than maybe Newt on the team. So you need so him he to is that. he is my if you're gonna win, it has to be Nolan. If you're looking for the guy, and I said it early, that's a sneaky pick that maybe nobody is talking about, it's Dylan Carlson. Those are my two. Mine will be a large new part. And I'm great. I love it. I just think he has so much energy he can bring yeah. to a team in so many yep. different ways, by the way. All right. All right. Well, I'm about ready to wrap this up because I need to eat. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock yep. and I haven't eaten. All right. Well, you go get something from that wonderful University of Illinois uh, vending machine that's in your apartment I'm, building. I think I have some chicken I'm going to warm up. Uh, okay. That sounds good. DoorDash.
Pop bellies. No, can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Spent too much money on tickets for Friday. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, actually. All right, guys. Hey, listen again. Reminder: wear the red. Support it all weekend. Head downtown. Even if you don't have tickets to the game, get downtown. Celebrate. There is nothing like it. We've gone down there quite a bit, even when we didn't go to the game. It is an absolute blast. The town of St. Louis loves the Cardinals. Like I assume there are other great cities. I get it. But this whole town is going to shut down this weekend. Go fucking enjoy it. Go Cards, 107 p.m. Sorry about it. It's A-Rod. Turn on 1120 and listen to the radio. Uh, yeah. We will talk Turn to you guys tomorrow. You're, you're going to get to see a lot of us over the next few days. We will talk to you soon. Everybody stay safe. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.